Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. <laughs> Kia ora and welcome to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I am your host, Jordan. I am mum to two beautiful little boys, Jai and Ali. I also host the Your Birth Project online hypnobirthing course and the Mini Kiwis First Aid course for parents of under five-year-olds. And I have an online store attached to Your Birth Project, which encompasses everything pregnancy, birth and postpartum related. So just absolutely love that side of the business. I'm also a very, very passionate storyteller and a lover of all things birth. So hence why I am leading you on this podcast. I'm not an advocate for any particular type of birth or model of birth care. I am simply here to hold space for this platform for you to share your beautiful stories with us all. You'll hear stories of joy, of heartbreak, of love, of loss, and each family has a different experience to share. I'm trying to bring to light stories that we often only tell in the darkest of places or to our closest of friends, but really are so important for everybody to hear. So I hope that you love the podcast of these beautiful families all over Aotearoa and I will let you jump into the podcast now. Enjoy. Okay, I am back with another bite-sized bonus episode for you and I hope that you enjoyed the last one. If you are hanging out for a birth stories episode, don't worry, it is coming. <laughs> I'm just waiting to get the final edit back. So yeah, It'll be with you very soon. But I popped up on my Kiwi Birth Tales Instagram a little while ago. Topics for the next bite-sized bonus episode. And there were so many that came through. So I'm just going to try and pick three of them um, again to talk about today. And I thought I might start with one that came through quite a few times. Which was around mum and dad or mum and partner load sharing. Um, there was another one, how do you split the household chores between you and Joe, um, a mother's load, sharing the load. Yeah, so there were quite a few of those ones in there. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd chat about that and what that looks like for us. Um, I definitely think that, and I know this because <laughs> I am a member of like a few different mum groups on Facebook and I feel like this topic comes up a lot. Um I've probably got like a very strong view on this and like might not be the same view that you have or what works for you, but I'm definitely happy to talk to what works for us. Uh, so in terms of sharing like household chores and doing things around the house, um, Joe and I have very much always been like an equal sort of partnership in that sense. Like there's no jobs that are only his or only mine. This is equally our house. Our children are equally ours. Um, I don't ever feel like there's a time where Joe is expecting me to do everything at home because I wasn't working or I was still working, but um, 
yeah, I don't ever feel like that was really an issue. So I think um, we like we're both working now, so um, both working full time and obviously still have the boys to look after outside of that. So um, the way it works for us at the moment is most of the days I will do Jai's daycare drop off. Um, we both sort of just tag team having the boys throughout the morning while we're getting ready for work. If one of us has to leave early that day, then we sort of work around that. Um, we will share cooking the boys breakfast, like everything like that. We really do share. I usually take Joe to daycare. I really like to do that. Um, but equally, if I'm away or whatever, then Joe will do it. And then things like cooking most of the time joe will cook dinner sometimes i'll cook but he is a better cook than me um but we both enjoy it so yeah we sort of just share that um we share the kids bed and bath times like we literally share all of that and then on the weekends um, we both sort of pitch into the cleaning and get the house sorted and stuff like that so yeah definitely very much um equals around the house and that was the same when joe was working and i wasn't working in my day job um he understood i think because he did the stay-at-home dad thing with jai um he understood that having ali throughout the day is more than enough <laughs> to need to deal with let alone trying to keep the house super tidy and have every meal cooked and like all of those extra things. So I think, yeah, definitely um, we share that regardless of who's working outside of the house and who isn't. And he also understands that like I don't get any time off with Ali, right? Like you, you go to your day job from nine to five or whatever time you work and then you come home from work and that's sort of your day done most of the time. Whereas when you're looking after a child you are looking after them all day and then likely through the night as well and it never stops. So I think um, he's got a really great appreciation for that because he was the stay-at-home dad with Jai when I went back to work, which is awesome. Um, and I wish that every parent had the opportunity to do that because it just gives you such a different perspective on what it's like to actually be at home with your child all day every day. <laughs> so yeah, I think um, hopefully that helps to answer that question. And I guess in terms of like the load that you carry as a mother, um, God, I just feel this like so deeply in my soul. <laughs> um, there's so many things I could say on this, but like, yeah, I just think I wholeheartedly believe that we carry this extra load of um, things to think about and like things that make you feel guilty and things you wish you'd done better and it's the overthinking and it's all of that so yeah I definitely think there's an extra mental load that we carry as mums and I'm sure um, some dads or non-birthing parents also carry that too but yeah I think um, it's a really hard one to explain I remember having this conversation with Joe. And saying, you know, there's so many things that you don't even realize that I am thinking about that you don't even have to bother thinking about because I cover it. And he's like, well, give me some examples. And I can never think of them on the spot. And then I think of them later on and I'm like, this is a prime example of like something that I think about and consider that nobody else does or has to. Um, yeah, I think it can be really hard to articulate, but 
I definitely believe uh, there's a huge load, huge load that we carry in that sense. And you have to be really kind to yourself and really self-aware of when those things are becoming overwhelming. And I think that's something I've had to really like learn having two children now is to talk about that when it's feeling like overwhelming and too much because there is so much else going on. Um, I've definitely found that with the return to work too. Like I've got my day job and all of this other stuff going on as well as looking after my kids and I often feel like that mental load is just overwhelming and you never get a break like even when I'm awake in the middle of the night with Ali I'm thinking about the kids or what I have to do tomorrow or yeah I just feel like it never stops so I've definitely learned to be like yeah a little bit more kinder to myself and ask for help when I need it and realize when I need to take time out and prioritize things that are important to me which is still a juggle and I'm still yeah learning but I think that's something um, that's really important to do. Some other um, more requested I guess topics for today were around daycare and like childcare for your children if you're going back to work or for whatever reason you want to um, have some help with your babes so Jai started at daycare I want to say he was around 10 maybe 10 and a half months old when he started doing like a couple of mornings a week and um, we <laughs> we were those like really annoying parents where we spent like way too long doing visits with Jai before we actually left him there for any amount of time for the first time <laughs> I can't even tell you like the amount of time that we spent there beforehand but we felt really comfortable with like all of the teachers and with their the way that they approached like sleep and feeding and everything like that they really got to know us I felt like they knew Jai well so I didn't actually find that transition too difficult like in saying that I walked like when I dropped him off there for the first time I walked out like crying I just feel like it's just one of those things <laughs> um but he loved it like he just absolutely loved going there um he they do play with him that I would just never do at home or Joe would never do at home like yeah I feel like he really loves daycare and he's definitely gone through phases of where it's been really hard to drop him off and he's got that sort of like separation anxiety and I'm pretty sure we were the reason that a daycare got the day <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were the reason that the daycare got a complaint um about beeping horns <laughs> because Joe used to want us to beep our horn from the car park when we were leaving and he'd watch us from the windows so like little things like that we just got into these little routines of making it easier on him and teacher would always give him a cuddle while we were leaving and if he was upset um, I'd often call after like half an hour just to check that he had calmed down and everything was fine and he always did and this time around with Ali I feel like I've little I don't know what it is like I've probably been a little bit more apprehensive and I don't know if it's just because he's my second baby and I've spent like every day with him for seven months. I just, when I was like faced with returning to work and from a financial perspective, like it really was our best option and we've got, you know, big mortgage to pay and all of that life stuff going on that we need to have two incomes. Um, so yeah, looking into childcare really was our only option. 
I felt like he wasn't quite ready for daycare and maybe it was just more me that wasn't ready for him to go to daycare. So instead we looked for someone who could come um, into our house and help with Ali, which is an expensive option. So I obviously understand and acknowledge that we're privileged to be in that situation. So um, Ange, the lovely Ange, is looking after Ali for three days a week. And then my mum's having him for one day, which we're not paying her for. Um apart from in love <laughs> and Joe's parents have him on one day as well so we're sort of just juggling the childcare stuff at the moment but he'll definitely be going to daycare sort of I want to get through the winter and try and avoid him getting too many of those bugs that Jai won't bring home because um, he'll definitely bring some home uh, and just see how we go but yeah I think when he's a little bit closer to one we'll be looking at a couple of days of daycare and just seeing how he goes with that transition but I am all for daycare, like I just think I'm a better mum if I'm able to spend time doing something like I feel like I'm really passionate about and for me that has been work and and is also my business so I just can't do that if the kids are home 24-7 and I'm their primary caregiver for that entire time so the reality for us is that um, yeah we have to have some form of childcare and if I'm not working full-time in the future then that might look different but I still would probably look for some support with the kids I just think for me um yeah I'm a better parent if I get to have that little break in the day where um I can do something for me so I think it's okay to acknowledge that like I remember seeing this post I wonder if I can find out my phone but I remember seeing this post in a Facebook group and I should just leave all of these Facebook groups but I'm in this mum group on Facebook and I saw someone posting the other day about needing to send their baby or child to daycare and having a hard time with the guilt feeling around that which I totally get like I can just so feel validated by that guilt feeling and it's not the guilt of having someone else look after my child it's just this like innate feeling of guilt that I have that I'm not with them or him all the time um and so yeah I remember reading this post and she was talking about sending her child to daycare and feeling guilty around it I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And what were other people's experiences? And there were so many comments on this post being like, basically just slamming daycares and slamming parents who send their child to daycare and there were like comment after comment after comment on how much better it is for your babies to spend like all day and night with their parent or their mum and how daycares do all of these really bad things and it's never going to be the same and it probably is never going to be the same as that one-on-one care of a mother or father and their child of course but it still is a very like incredible place to be for a lot of people and for a lot of kids. So yeah, I just felt like reading that, I was like, you know, if I was like feeling vulnerable or susceptible to those types of comments and I'm someone who realistically has to send their child to daycare like Jai does, um, 
and I was reading those comments, I would feel like such a failure. So I just think like, let's just encourage everybody to think about the way that they approach those topics. Like it's fine to have a different opinion and a different view, but I just encourage you to be mindful of the way that you put that across because as someone reading that from the other side, you could feel really like really hurt by some of those comments. So I just thought I'd put that out there. But yeah, I mean, in terms of daycare, um, we are just doing sort of well, childcare. We're just doing what works for us at the moment. We're in a, in a really privileged position to be able to have somebody come in and look after Ali, which is amazing. Equally, Jai's too, and totally thriving at childcare. We call it school. Um, he loves it. He loves his friends there. I feel like he just has the most incredible little friendships, and you can see it every day when you t- I drop him off there, and they're all running over Jai Jai, and they all go and play together, and like they just have their little routines as a little friend group, which is so freaking cute. And he wouldn't really have that opportunity if he was home with me because I've got other things that I need to be doing too. So I just feel like it is a win-win for both of us. And at the moment he's going, yeah, for like six hours a day, I think it is. Um, And he loves it. So yeah, I'm happy to chat that through with anybody. If you want to send me a message on Instagram um, to talk about needing to send your child to daycare or wanting to send your child to daycare like I just don't think we should be guilty around the fact that even if we aren't working outside of the home in terms of a job um, and you still want to send your child to a childcare you know facility of some sort then I don't think we need to feel guilty around that it's fine to say that like I just need some time out Um, and equally if you don't if you love spending every single moment of your time with your child and that fulfills you and you don't need anything else and you just feel good about that. That's amazing. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not on either side of the fence. I have my own personal side of the fence that I'm on because I have no other choice, but like, it's amazing if that's an option that works for you too. So I just think we need to just be yeah, a little bit more mindful and a bit kinder about the way that we approach those kinds of topics. So I hope that covers the questions around childcare or daycare and the way that we feel about that. Okay, another one that has come up in here is around elective C-sections and sort of what uh, stigma exists around elective C-sections but equally planning for one. So I think um, in my experience with the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast and your birth project, I feel like the stigma comes more from society than anything else. Um, Elective caesareans are an option but typically um, from what I've heard unless you've got a private obstetrician that is happy to advocate for you having one if you've just got a lead midwifery carer uh, it's unlikely that they would be super supportive of you having an elective cesarean but equally it's your birth and your body so uh, you would be referred to the hospital your local DHB hospital and uh, likely see an obstetric consultant there to talk about your birth preferences and that being an elective c-section often they will uh, need to or want to understand uh, why you want to have an elective cesarean birth and that might be to do with birth anxiety or might be to do with a past trauma or it might just be that that's your preferred method of birth I'd be really prepared to advocate for yourself pretty strongly in that situation. I've I've heard lots of stories of um, mums who've been yeah pushed back on and not allowed, for lack of a better word, to do that. Um, but I'd also really encourage you to like yeah consider why 
an elective cesarean birth feels right for you. And if you're confident with that choice, then yeah, just advocate for yourself, do your own research, make sure that you've got all your ducks in a row. So when you go for that obstetric appointment, you feel confident. And if you don't get the outcome that you were wanting, uh, be prepared to need to ask your midwife to see somebody else at the hospital or potentially have your midwife be the one that comes to your appointment or has that conversation for you. So yeah, I think um, if an elective caesarean birth feels like the right option for you, then that's likely the process that you'd go through in New Zealand. And in terms of making it like a really beautiful birth experience, I think there are so many ways to do this. And I go through uh, caesarean births in the Your Birth Project course because I think, yeah, there's lots of ways that we can make it a really beautiful birth environment and experience um, particularly if it's elective because you have the opportunity to do all of this without it being an emergency which is awesome Um, there's lots of things around the lighting and the sounds and the music and the language that's used and your preference to have like baby straight on you for skin to skin and breastfeeding on the table and all that sort of stuff so yeah I definitely cover it in the Your Birth Project course because I think it's just a really important um topic and a really beautiful way to give birth so if that feels like the right option for you I hope that that little um, answer sits well with you and gives you some information that you may not have had before and then the final topic I am going to cover is actually returning to work in a little bit more detail so there were lots of questions around like how did I make the decision to return to work what does it look like now that I'm you know a good month in childcare, outside of work, all that sort of stuff. And first of all, the decision for me to go back to work, I always told them I was planning to have about seven months off and um, I had paid parental leave from the government, which I think was like just over $600 a week before tax. Um, is a significant drop for us from an income perspective. So I know there's some really incredible New Zealand organisations who are paying people their full salaries or full wages for those six months when they're on parental leave, which is just so amazing because for us it was such a struggle going from my normal salary to $600 a week before tax. Like, yeah, financially that was just a huge, uh, huge shift in adjustment for us and definitely, um, yeah, a financial burden. So acknowledge that we're lucky to get parental leave in New Zealand but um, if you're the main income earner in your household then that's that's also really tough so uh, I had only ever planned to take seven months for that reason because I knew that my paid parental leave from the government would end and we just realistically couldn't afford for me to be off any longer I am making obviously money um, through the business but we have a mortgage and like wedding to plan for and landscaping and all that sort of stuff that we want to do so financially it made sense for me to definitely need to go back to work at this stage so uh, my work know that I've got two kids two young kids and they're very flexible and supportive of me which is just amazing and I'm lucky to have an employer like that I'm also very clear that like they are my priority and that's just my reality right now um if they need me if they're unwell or for whatever reason um whoever's supposed to be looking after that them that day is not available then joe or i need to be able to drop work and look after them and they understand that so i've been pretty upfront and had those conversations when i've needed to like most of the time i haven't even even needed to it's just an expectation but if you're in that sort of position i'd really encourage you before you even start back to 
talk about the expectations of you at work while also having a young baby or babies to care for. Um, so it's not easy. I've definitely found it really tough mentally going back to work. Um, first of all, I feel like I've just got this huge brain fog <laughs> still. Like I'm seven and a half months out from having Ali now and still feel like really foggy and I forget things really easily and I'm tired and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, I definitely found that side of it a struggle. On top of that, looking after the kids and like getting up with Ali in the night and I sometimes have this like really bad bedtime anxiety because I know that I'm going to go to sleep and I'm so tired but I'm probably going to get woken up like a couple of times by Ali in the night and yeah, I hate that feeling of knowing that you're just not going to get a good sleep because um, I'm someone who just doesn't function that well without sleep. So yeah, that perspective of work is really hard and then there's an added element of travel with my job which means that sometimes I'm needing to be away and I've been pretty clear that like overnight trips just don't work for us at the moment so most of the time it's just day trips but even then it's like I'm leaving sometimes at 5 or 5.30 in the morning and then it means that Joe has to do everything for that morning and I'm not home till late and I feel like I don't see the kids and yeah it's it's a lot to get used to so I definitely think it's been a big juggle for us it's still a juggle and something that I'm still very much adjusting to but um, also very lucky to be able to work from home most of the time if I'm not away um, which means that yeah I obviously get to see the kids throughout the day um, and still drop Jai off at daycare and pick him up and stuff like that so yeah, there's definitely pros and cons to where I'm at at the moment, but financially just makes sense for us right now for me to need to be back at work and um, we'll just see what happens down the track. But yeah, for now it's the right decision for us, but it definitely is a juggle and it's been, I just feel like guilty all the time um, that I am spending less time with the kids or like if I'm not home for bath and bedtime I feel guilty and I really miss Ali and Jai because that's my time with them and that sort of stuff so again mental load right this is that mental load thing I was talking about at the start of the episode uh yeah but hopefully that answers the question and if you want me to go into anything I have talked about today in more depth then feel free to send me a message on Instagram or email me kiwibirthtales at gmail.com and we can chat some more but I hope that you have enjoyed this little bonus episode and please let me know what you would like me to talk about next time but otherwise I will talk to you when I am bringing you the next birth stories episode thanks for tuning in imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.